Welcome to DJ BFF. The Daniel Jason Best Friends Forever podcast. I'm joined by my better half, Jason Williams. And I'm joined by future Eisner Comic Award winner, Daniel. Yes. What? It's true. How dare I've seen you? It in the future. I will. I will <laughs> punch you over the internet. <laughs> hey man, are you ready for some top tier cringe? Yes. Uh, yeah, I love cringe. Okay, well, just as long as you hear this and absolutely no one listening to this podcast about Comic Con. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I just got a Facebook memory from being like nineteen years old. <laughs> <laughs> My bird is screaming in the background. So I had this Facebook <laughs> memory from being like 19 years old and posted at three o'clock in the morning. Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> the Saturday night of Comic-Con. And it just said, I said it once. I'll say it again. I'm never going to sleep until I get that Eisner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I like it. Oh, no. It's pretty good. It's so 19 years old. <laughs> well, back when we all had dreams and hopes. Oh, man. Remember that? No. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing OK, as well as you can be during times like this. Yeah. Well, you just got a new be getting ready for Comic-Con. You just got a new microphone. So I did. That's exciting. I feel so professional. Uh, just wanted to say thanks to all the patrons who recently joined. Uh, I hope you guys like the comic and I hope you guys also like the new show. Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, I got a lot of good feedback, so thank you very much in a global pandemic, you know, money's tight for everyone. So we're really grateful to have your support. So grateful. And we're not, uh, we're going to make sure this podcast stays, as good, if not better, in quality. I know that sounds like a low bar, but <laughs> it's going to be worth it. <laughs> At uh, least we've completed the first step. Oh, fuck. Getting a better microphone. <laughs> hey, usually we do dates at this point, but considering everything's closed, you just want to go straight into the topic. Oh, wait, I've got a date. Wait, you do? No, no, I don't. No. Oh. Okay, let's do the topic. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to be like, I've got a date. 7.30, Red Lobster, Thousand Oaks. I don't know why we're eating inside, but... <laughs> oh, the things Sounds you do, pretty dangerous. The things you do for Tinder. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> you know, people skip this part of the podcast the most. They just go directly to the topic. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Jason, it's supposed to be Comic-Con season. It is. We should be packing and getting ready for our Airbnb and looking up panels to go to. I guess we could still do that virtually. I mean, yeah, virtual Comic-Con is still a thing, but is it really the same? I would argue no, and I think so would a lot of other people. <laughs> well, I mean, this time it's free, which is good. That's true. That part sounds pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure even like to breathe the air around S San Diego this time of year is like, that'd be 30 bucks. Yeah. 
It's 30 an hour. <laughs> well, I guess it is Comic-Con. All right. <laughs> but other than spending $5 on a bottle of water and spending an insane amount of money on life-size Chewbacca butter statues, hmm. we usually spend Comic-Con thinking about comic books and mainly uh, Marvel books because they always do giant MCU announcements. Yeah, that's normally what we'd be looking forward to right about now. At least what I would be. Unfortunately, we don't know when any new Marvel stuff is going to come out tied to the MCU. But, hey, it's a post-Endgame world, Jason. What does that mean? It means that now we can slowly but surely introduce Fox characters. Oh, that's true. (laughs) And characters as a whole more zany. Does that mean they're going to put the Na'vi inside of a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie? God, I hope not. That'd be amazing. No, it wouldn't. (laughs) That'd be so great. (laughs) That sounds only slightly worse than Marvel and Star Wars being in Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Now that's possible. (laughs) Just, Just imagine, just imagine Pete dressed like Kylo Ren. I can see it. It's very clear in my mind's eye. <laughs> it, it, it only makes me sad. And yeah, we're in a global, that is the we're in a global pandemic at the moment, so I'm already very sad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Quick, stop thinking about it. Uh, no, let's <laughs> stop thinking about the pain and sorrow. Let's start thinking about Marvel characters that I think they should add into the MCU. That's true. We've got the Guardians of the Galaxy, so you could, and Ant-Man. So you could basically add anybody into the MCU at this point. I mean, holy fuck, we have a faithful Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, we have a Doctor. We have a movie where Iron Man, Spider Man, Doctor Strange, and the Guardians of the Galaxy fight Thanos for Infinity Stones. Everything is fucking fair game now. Yeah, isn't there a Howard the Duck cameo in that movie? It was a Howard the Duck cameo in Endgame. Yeah, so even Howard the Duck is in the MCU now. We even made a long-running joke like, hey, Howard the Duck is integral to saving the universe. And 14,605 out of one chance meant that Howard the Duck had to be there. So in a way, (laughs) we were kind of right. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I don't know what he did during that battle. But whatever it was, was absolutely integral to the success of their operation. Well, to be fair, he's a stone cold killer. <laughs> yeah. He knows quack foo. I'm sure he straight up murdered somebody with his quack foo, whatever the hell that is. We're going to be talking about characters we should introduce to the MCU. Jason, I'm going to send you a picture right now. And I want you to guess what his name is and what his powers might be. All right. Okay. We've got a guy with a white cape, white diamond eyes, white gloves, and other than that, a completely shadowy body with either muscles or bulgy shirt and pants. I can't really tell. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is our Comic-Con episode. A little padding goes a long way for looking (laughs) buff in cosplay. (laughs) (laughs) 
What the hell is he? So what do you think? What do you think his name is? And what do you think his powers are? Okay. It does look sort of familiar. Silhouette man. No. I'm going to assume I was close. <laughs> what do you think his powers are? His powers are... See, he's in a completely black suit with a black mask, black arms, black pants, black chest. So he should be really stealthy. But then he's got literally the brightest <laughs> colored gloves and cape. <laughs> so that completely defeats that possibility. <laughs> I mean, in Naruto, they all were like orange. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, and they're supposed to be ninjas. They're supposed to be ninjas. <laughs> all right. So this guy, at night, he would look like a floating pair of diamond eyes, gloves, and a floating cape. So he's got the power to meld with shadows at night, but keep his cape and his gloves kind of floating around, sort of punching people with disembodied arms, like Rayman. That is way cooler than than (laughs) what it actually is. Uh, That's Doorman. (laughs) <laughs> doorman that's doorman that's somehow more dorky than silhouette man <laughs> and i thought i was reaching kind of low for that one <laughs> uh, a lot of the bios and stuff are taken from uh the fandom pages for marvel so it would be let's see marvel.fandom.com slash wiki that sort of thing all of the information here is going to be in the episode notes but Doorman, before joining the Great Lakes Avengers, Damar Davis was an average American youngster. Sometime during his years in college, Damar's mother died. After completing four years of college and three years of graduate school, Damar decided to answer Mr. Immortal, Immortal's newspaper ad asking for costume adventures to join and form a team. What? That's how... Okay. <laughs> as far as ads on Craigslist go, that's not as bad as it could be when asking for costumed <laughs> adventurers. <laughs> yeah, I would be nervous about answering that one. It's like, uh, this is definitely... <laughs> is there a minimum age for this ad? <laughs> oh, man. We're totally going to go. It's going to be like... It's totally going to be like a Comic-Con, like comic-con like not safe for work party and then we're totally (laughs) gonna go and then everyone is just gonna be like the crow yeah (laughs) just 30 versions of the crow (laughs) the the crow aquaman from game of thrones oh yeah definitely (laughs) and i'm trying to think who else uh who's that Eraserhead from my hero academia I feel like those oh, are the yeah. three costumes that like you could wear and be like, yeah, I'm pretty badass, but like everyone wants to get those costumes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm technically wearing a costume, like the rules of the party. Also, but I'm also lo- making sure I people still think I'm cool. They're also really low maintenance, so <laughs> Yeah, that helps too. <laughs> Damar being a mutant 
possesses the unique ability of teleportation. Okay, that explains the doorman name. Yeah, so he's stealthy, and he's able to get him and his teammates uh, into almost any structure. So it's great for stealth, but also surprise attacks. Nice. So he opens up portals? Yeah. Uh, Well, here's the thing. He does sacrifice himself to save Mr. Immortal. Ah. But shortly afterwards... He gets summoned by Oblivion, who declared Doorman's connection to the Dark Force dimension necessary to turn him into the Angel of Death. Whoa, what? Uh, That's a big step up. (laughs) Yeah, so it's kind of just like, oh, Doorman, you saved us. And then he come back like, you're an Angel of Death? (laughs) Damar, I don't want to be rude, but. You were a doorman like six months ago. (laughs) (laughs) You realize he used to be a superhero who added a who contacted us through a Craigslist ad. And now you're the angel of death. I mean, glow up for sure. But still. (laughs) Okay, so he can teleport. He's a class 10 teleporter. Uh, He has access to the dark force dimension which allows people or items to pass through him or walk through any sub- solid object so, so people can walk through literally him. he can turn himself into a door that people can go through oh that's weird i mean i don't know i've seen legion that's not like the weirdest thing in, <laughs> in i haven't seen legion it. Dude. But I've seen some pretty weird individual scenes from it. Oh, so I could only imagine. It's so good. <laughs> Does it count as having sex if people walk through him to get through into a building? Oh, well, you should just buy him dinner anyway, just to be safe. <laughs> he can also turn intangible. So uh, he's able to... He could also turn intangible, meaning he could phase through objects, but also he can pull objects out of what's being phased through. So if you need to like reach through a wall, grab a thing, he can pull it out through the portal. Oh, that's awesome. He kind of sounds like a better Kitty Pride. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Shadow Cat. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't want to be that guy, but I've only read the mandatory X-Men stories. Uh, <laughs> Dark Phoenix. However, I can't on, think of any other mandatory X-Men stories, actually. <laughs> on his death, when he becomes the angel of death, he has a death sense. What the hell is a death sense? It allows him to have cosmic knowledge from and see beyond life and death. It also okay, means that he can see beings from like higher ethereal planes he also has dark force manipulation which allows him to make solid objects from dark force the example they use here is ski poles and skis ah yes (laughs) manipulation of the very forces of darkness I shall use to craft ski poles and skis (laughs) because I left them in the car and I still want to have a good time on this winter vacation (laughs) <laughs> he has the ability to fly at light speed, superhuman Whoa. durability, and he can summon his costume at will. Um, 
a lot, that... Dory Man. That's that's a, <laughs> yeah. a major upgrade. Holy shit. <laughs> that is that is really good. <laughs> so that dying thing, that sacrifice he made was kind of awesome. That was a good deal. <laughs> man. Good for you, Doorman. Did he at least change his name? I th- no, I think he's just Doorman. I'm sorry, but Doorman's a dumb name. For an, especially for an angel of death who could craft physical objects out of the forces of darkness. No way, man. That's like walking into like a biker bar and you see like the biggest, toughest guy and his name <laughs> is Kitty. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one's pro- going to mess with him. You got a problem? Go talk to Kitty. Why is his name Kitty? You ask stupid questions a lot. Like, no. <laughs> I'm not going to fuck just... with Doorman. You don't like Kitty's name, but no, it's a great name. <laughs> How fucking dare you? <laughs> Kitty will eat you for breakfast. He got the name because he was really upset with the Fox adaptation of Days of Future Past and <laughs> taking the protagonist role away from Kitty Pride and giving it to Wolverine. I mean, he loves Hugh Jackman and everything, but Kitty is like the heart and soul of that. St- yeah, never mind. <laughs> I didn't know Kitty was such a feminist. Hey, Kitty, get over here! <laughs> oh man, uh, but yeah, that's that's Doorman, someone who we should not make fun of. Yeah, he could fly faster than the speed of light. <laughs> um, we need to find a way to rate these people, like you on a do. scale of one to five. What are we rating? How cool of a superhero are they? On, yeah. What are the chances like, of them being in the MCU? Yeah, we should do that. What are the chances of them making their way into the MCU? Okay. Um, Doorman. I feel like post Angel of Darkness, he's an incredibly crazy, powerful superhero. On the other hand, we do have a Doctor Strange movie. And I was about to say pre-Door... That... I could see him being in like a. So is he supposed to be? It sounds like he's supposed to be in like a. What do you call that? Like a team up movie. Yeah, is is he works better in team ups like the Hulk? He's not gonna. We're not gonna get a solo Doorman story. <laughs> <laughs> I he's mean, like, quick, pass through me into the building. Mainly, oh, wait, mainly <laughs> because they're gonna cast Ryan Gosling, and he'll only be able to do one or two movies like five <laughs> years apart. <laughs> <laughs> but then he somehow never has his mask on yeah. because of course you want to show Ryan Gosling's face. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to give this uh 4 out of 5 Kevin Feige's of being in the MCU. I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5 Kevin Feige's. Why? Um because because you you have reasonable expectations. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like his his backstory is before he sacrificed himself, which I guess is cool and will probably be the emotional heart of that movie. Before that, he like he answers a Craigslist ad yeah. <laughs> for costume superheroes. It's not like I sacrificed I lost my hands and lost my way of life and everything I worked for or I'm a man out of time who fought against Hitler. It's like Hey, I'm a mutant. 
and I decided to just become a superhero. Look, 20 <laughs> bucks is 20 bucks, all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, he's got some cool powers, so I could see it happening. That was character number one. Uh, I feel like the MCU needs a lot more strong female leads. Yeah, I could I could see that. Uh, but they also need interesting female villains. Yeah. Because, like, we have Hela, Nebula. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So I'm just going to... I hope we can get her in the MCU. I just sent you a picture. I want you to describe uh, what she looks like. Ew, look at that. Classic art. I'm guessing like a Silver Age hero or something like that. You're actually very close. So classic. All right, so what we've got is a blonde woman, sort of narrow eyes, black lipstick. A, also a white cape for some reason. Not sure if they're related. Uh, she's got a... I think that's a mask in her right hand. And in her left hand, a little pistol. And she's got... A green shirt and dress sort of skirt combo with the green belt and green tights. Yep. What do you think her name is? Um, oh, I got it. Oh, this is good. Robin Hood. Because cause she's got like a hood-like mask in her hand and her green clothing with her blonde hair makes her look like Robin Hood. But her first name is actually like Robin, because Robin can also be a girl's name. So wait. And Hood is like part of her, her hero name. So her hero name is Robin Hood. <laughs> and her first name legally is Robin. Yes. And they look very similar in and outside of costume. Yes, except did you, just, did you just Danny Phantom this woman? Did I? Oh, wait. I might have actually. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, God. <laughs> Danny Phantom has saved the day. Well, come on. We've got fifth period history with Danny Fenton. We don't want to be late. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to be late. <laughs> Where is he? Oh, there he is. Man, the superhero with a ghost-themed powers named Danny. <laughs> best. But I hate this kid with parents who hunt ghosts professionally, whose name is also Danny. Because <laughs> he puts zero effort in the group projects. Uh, so, no, it's not Robin Hood. What do you think her powers are, though? I have no idea. I can't even begin to guess. Well, like, shot in the dark, because, like, the last Comic-Con episode, you became the king of guessing Funko Pop figures. Yeah, that's true. I did start to get pretty good at that. Uh, she's got a gun. Um, she's got a mask thing, I think. Um... She's got the ability to she's 
she seduces people with her good looks and then she shoots them. I mean, it's from that era of comics, so I'm <laughs> going to say probably. It's not what she's known for. Uh, her name is not Robin Hood. It is something, oh, darn, a, little really? more, something a little more subtle. Um, <laughs> okay. Asbestic lady. <laughs> okay. That's right. This is, oh, this is Asbestos lady. Asbestos lady. Of course. <laughs> uh, she hates the original human torch, which is oh. not a person. It's a robot. The original human torch was a robot? Yeah. Okay, I'm glad they changed that one. <laughs> and since she had to keep she had to keep fighting an enemy who was constantly on fire. So, she decided to make her costume fireproof with uh, asbestos. <laughs> so, this was before uh everybody knew a yeah. little secret about asbestos. This was like in the early 40s, Jason. All right, I guess I was right about the general area. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so she designed a costume for herself made of asbestos, which made her immune to fire while wearing it, but definitely made, definitely did not make her immune of other health problems <laughs> along the way. <laughs> I'm not sure if that one would have been worth it. <laughs> uh, but eventually... She heard about several advancements in asbestos science. <laughs> so uh, it was being developed by Fred Raymond, and she kidnaps him, asked her to asked him to join the gang, um, but she's stopped by the Human Torch. Her abilities. This may shock you. Uh, she is a gifted scientist. Really? <laughs> uh, she's not gifted enough. <laughs> she doesn't know what asbestos does. <laughs> Her equipment, a fireproof costume. Mm -hmm. Constructed of asbestos. <laughs> Handguns. <laughs> because it's the golden age and people just shoot guns. Yeah, including that was, Batman. Uh, extent of their powers, but they also can fire. They also can like damage you through fire. Ooh, the bullets are fireproof. Yeah, nice. I feel like that's that's a thing, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll believe it. <laughs> but she also has a flamethrower. Which what? should help against an opponent made entirely of fire. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. What is that they say about fighting fire with fire? <laughs> Genius. You go, Asbestos Lady. What's her name, Asbestos Lady? Her name asbestos. is Vic uh, Asbestos Lady. Oh, okay, it is Asbestos Lady. Her name, is, sounds like her name is Victoria Murdoch. Ooh, any relation? Uh, no. <laughs> She died of mesothelioma at the age of 45. <laughs> it's a type of Did she really? Yes. Is that in there? Canonically. Canonically, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, she's actually, she's actually kind of really important to the canon. Because, like, really? old school Marvel, like, Golden Age stuff. 
it's not given the respect it really deserves. Like, you know, yeah. other than Captain America punching Nazis, which apparently is now too political. <laughs> but That's like, sad. you know, classic Human Torch needs a little more respect. And uh, when they when they killed her later on, uh, they actually managed to have a shot of her tombstone. Uh, wow, which, really? which is on the trivia on the page and it's a uh, if you or a loved one was diagnosed with <laughs> if you or a loved one was diagnosed with mesothelioma you may be entitled <laughs> to financial compensation mesothelioma <laughs> is a rare cancer linked to asbestos exposure <laughs> exposure to asbestos in the navy shipyard mills heating construction or being saved by the original human torch may put you at risk <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, they put that all over their tombstone. Yeah, nice. <laughs> well, I, I, it was like a Chris Claremont tombstone, so it was like the tombstone, <laughs> but also like seventeen thought bubbles. <laughs> seventeen thought bubbles, two captions. Forest <laughs> bestest lady. She fought for what she believed in, which I assume was lots of money. Washing machine's empty. Okay. Hi, Wayne. Sorry about that. <laughs> Your dad's a hero. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to give Asbestos Lady. feel pretty good about this. Four out of five Kevin Feige's. <laughs> you really? Well, here's the thing. Only, only if it's in a Deadpool movie. Ooh, okay. I could see that one. That's a pretty good idea. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> like, so the first Fantastic Four movie in the MCU like comes out with like them in it. They're not. It's not like their main movie, but like they're in the movie. And then Deadpool is the movie immediately after. And I don't know. He does some Deadpool shit, and it's like, cool. We're bringing back enemies against the Human Torch. And then it's Asbestos Lady. <laughs> and then like he has to fight asbestos lady and then I don't know some dumb shit like cool we have to fight another enemy of the human torch and it's Chris Evans and his agent in like 2004 <laughs> going like I mean this Fantastic Four human torch thing is going to be really good for your career I think you should take it <laughs> <laughs> I, I like this idea I've I'm convinced. I'm going to also give it four out of five Kevin Feige's. Ah, oh, so good. Because <laughs> we put it on a podcast, it means it'll never happen. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> Come on, Kevin. Make this one happen for me. All right. Well, first make a good Fantastic Four movie, and then add a Asbestos Lady in some sort of Marvel movie. One of my favorite YouTubers, Patrick H. Willems, has a great how to make a good Fantastic Four movie video on his channel. We will link it below. Yeah, it deserves one. The X-Men also have some great villains. And they don't get enough love. Like, how many times are we going to have to have conflicts where just Magneto is the main antagonist? Seriously. Where's a, where's a Mr. Sinister? Where's a good apocalypse? Yeah. Where is a good Hellfire Club? So I think if they're going to move the X-Men to the MCU, 
they should have a standout villain. Someone who isn't that high scale on the danger room level, but also like still like interesting. So I'm sending yeah. you a picture. Let me know when you get it. Downloading. All right, here we go. Okay, we've got a guy and uh, he's like a muscly guy in all black tights, black mask. Um, around his chest, just kind of like wrapped around it, is some sort of chest plate with like a an upside down bowl on it. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's like a small cannon. <laughs> the hell is that <laughs> oh you should read both the word balloon and also thought balloon in the same panel because why wouldn't you oh, just yeah. have why wouldn't you just have both of them be either word <laughs> balloons or thought balloons <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> what a charm stroke of luck that hobo set off all sorts of alarms <laughs> and then in a thought bubble That'll distract the X-Men long enough. <laughs> oh, and his left foot is melting in the pink stuff. Looks like cotton candy. What do you think this character's name is? And what do you think his powers are? All right. So a little thing around his chest and the fact that his leg's melting into this window. I'm going to say his name is Adam Man. With the power to dissolve himself into atoms. Because this little thing around his chest, I'm assuming it's some kind of like radioactive gun. Like it shoots out radioactive particles or something. Oh, so he's able to shrink to the size of an atom? Like the superhero, the atom? Yeah, but this guy was made before <laughs> the atom. And they turned him into a good guy. <laughs> um... That's your guess for his powers, too? Yeah, except he's not able to shrink to the size of an atom. He just dissolves his body into individual atoms. And then he becomes all radioactive. You know That's my guess. You know we're composed of individual atoms, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, they didn't know that back then. This guy's clearly another old superhero. Or supervillain, I can't really... Oh, wait, I think he's a supervillain, obviously. He's against the X-Men. Solid plan. No. Uh, which one? There's names right though, right? His, his name is Ice Cream. <laughs> oh, and his power right. is the ability to turn into ice cream. What? <laughs> the ability to turn into ice cream? Ice cream. So he turns from a man into ice cream. Yes. So that's like strawberry ice cream or something? Well, he's a mutant, which felt ridiculous due to the X-Men's fantastic abilities. <laughs> oh, really? He felt a little ridiculous because his power was the ability to turn to ice cream? Yeah, so his he decided like, well, they're way cooler than I am. I'm going to go into the danger room and destroy it. <laughs> uh, but he also tried to do this on the day of Professor X 
organizing a party, a birthday party for Kitty Pride. Oh my god, is there cannibalism in this story? So, he was detected by <laughs> Professor Xavier on Cere- Cerebro, but it overloaded this device, which knocked out the professor. Oh my god, they have always got to have a stupid reason for the professor to get knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> How did Ice Cream Man overload Cerebro? Um, he didn't. <laughs> he did it? He was stopped by Obnoxio the Clown. Is that a mutant too? Obnoxio? Oh, wait, no, he was actually able to enter the mansion and the danger room unseen. Cool. Well, I guess I, they didn't want to spoil how that story ends. <laughs> but uh, Ice Cream's power is uh, listed on the wiki. Mutant ability to transform into any flavor of ice cream. Wow, any flavor? Hey, Jason. Yeah? They have to nerf him a little bit. Because <laughs> it in- also includes banana split. Oh, really? And banana split? <laughs> Did he sneak into the party through one of the tubs of ice cream? No, he he became ice cream and like slipped around. Gross. And no one's just like, why is that ice cream moving? <laughs> Anybody find it weird that ice cream's moving? I well, guess I'll just grab a broom, but I mean a mop, but still. <laughs> you, you mentioned the upside down bowl on his chest. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? It's oh, an wow. unstable molecule refrigeration unit. Oh, what does that mean? It keeps them together or it's something? It's like a mini refrigerator on his chest because he's ice cream. Oh, my God. That's so embarrassing. Is that <laughs> what that is? <laughs> he's like, oh, God, I got this refrigerator strapped to my chest so I don't fall apart into a delicious treat. Oh, and then so Cyclops good. is like, I could blow up walls with my eyeballs. Gene <laughs> oh. becomes possessed by like an extraterrestrial cosmic force of destruction and rebirth. And Logan has been in every war since, you know, the mid 19th century. But banana split, huh? That's that's pretty rad. <laughs> <laughs> on a scale of one to five kevin feige's where does the ice cream um i'm gonna say two out of five kevin feige's yeah i'd, I'd say around a two or three out of five kevin feige's it's just ridiculous and the implication the cannibalism implications <laughs> but yeah, two out of five Kevin Feige's makes sense. Yeah, I could see them talking about him in an Ant-Man movie. It's like, just talking about how, like, one time somebody messed with their quantum particles and now he turned into ice cream. Dude, you know how it would, it would also work, though? Because guess what? <laughs> Baskin Robbins always knows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Baskin Robbins. Oh, I totally need to get some ice cream today. By the well, way, it's uh, International Ice Cream Day. Well, I say Baskin-Robbins because that was like the joke in the first Ant-Man. Like he worked at Baskin-Robbins, but didn't tell them that he was a felon. Wait, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Why do I know that? Why did I just have that handy? <laughs> uh, good memory. <laughs> I 
I can't remember anybody's name when I first meet them, but I'm able to go, hmm, well, if this guy can turn himself into ice cream, they can relate it to a joke in Ant-Man from five years ago. I think that's amazing. You know, no, nobody's favorite superhero movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody loves Paul Rudd. Yeah. I think this will go over great. I'm still keeping it two out of five, though. <laughs> Me too. Slight tangent away from Marvel. Uh, Kate and I started watching True Blood. Oh, yeah, that's an old one. How's and that like, going? It's, it's good. I, I was a little iffy the first season because a lot of talk of the confederacy it's the south yeah, yeah. uh yeah which made it awkward uh watching it the last few months but yeah considering the times still holds up though yeah it's good bill from true blood looks like paul rudd if paul rudd joined escape the fate to connect with his kids <laughs> which um, means I'm gonna bill, look that up bill from check. true blood looks like emo paul rudd and then a friend of ours commented with, well, if you aged him 20 years, which made me come to the realization I was wrong. Bill from True Blood looks like Paul Rudd. If Paul Rudd aged like an actual person, and not like <laughs> Bill from True Blood, a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you're right. He does look like him. <laughs> Now that I looked at it, I'm like, oh, that looks like an older Paul Rudd. I'm like, wait, Paul Rudd is actually pretty, probably older. Oh, God, this is weird. <laughs> Paul Rudd a vampire? You've got one more, Jason. <laughs> um, what if I told you that I really wanted this character the most in the MCU? And sent. All right, we're downloading. And we got, ooh, this guy looks scary. We got a RoboCop looking man. <laughs> a metal helmet, metal eye visor, like over the top half of his face. Just kind of his chin showing and his mouth. He's got like a red eyeglasses over it. He's got like a weird head thing a giant robot suit like metal gloves and he seems to be walking through the city as tall as the buildings this guy looks awesome what do you think his name is and what do you think his powers are hmm I'm gonna guess his name is titan like a playoff of colossus and he's got the ability to grow huge like giant man or that one female bad guy from dc giganta whatever her name is you got the it powers is... right really um but you yeah. didn't you didn't get his name right uh he has the ability to grow very very tall because his name is Stilt Man. Stilt Man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, is it me or is um, 
Titan sound way cooler. He's Stiltman, Jason. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to make fun of his name. Stiltman's good, too. I'm sorry, Stiltman. I'm sure you worked very hard on that name. Hey, <laughs> I mean, he, he engineered. Okay, he didn't. Enge- Stiltman was Wilbur Day, a scientist who was employed by Carl Caxton, who invented hydraulic ram devices. He stole the design and engineered a pair to make extremely long telescopic legs, which allowed <laughs> him to be as tall as a building. Oh, wow. Or as Giant tall as a skyscraper. <laughs> and if you think that's stupid, like, who the fuck would fight Stiltman? Um, for starters, Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man, you could do better than that. <laughs> well... I mean, it's not always the Sinister Six, Jason. Sometimes you gotta fight Stiltman. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and or Big Wheel, who is equally ridiculous. <laughs> Who's Big Wheel? He's a giant fucking wheel that rolls through New York City, running shit over. Okay. Oh, that's good, too. You know, you can't always be, like you said, can't always be the Sinister Six. <laughs> well, yeah. He's been up against Spider-Man, She-Hulk, the fucking Fantastic Four. He was He's under the, the Fantastic contro- Four. Yeah, he was under the, the control f- of Doctor Doom, and attacked the Fantastic Four in Washington D.C. Did they completely destroy him? <laughs> um. Well, I feel like he, any one of them individually could take on Stiltman. His power is to have really long legs. <laughs> right, but they're resistant. So, like, they're resistant to damage. They oh, are okay. resistant to Spider-Man's webs. He Ooh, has okay. heightened strength. So, like, not Incredible Hulk, but, like, matched, I think, with Captain America. So, if he hits you, it's going to fucking hurt. Okay. So, they're, like, kind of special. Right. And, like, even if you try to, like, just attack the legs, Daredevil injured himself trying to kick one of the legs. Oh, damn, really? So, like, he is really, he, he sounds stupid, but in the right hands, it would be fucking rad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like these super-powered legs, metal leg things. Okay, I guess I could see him making something out of that. <laughs> and what if I told you we already kind of had references to Stiltman in the MCU, kind of, sort of? Wait, what? Yeah. Really? Um, the Marvel Netflix stuff ended up being considered not canon in the MCU. And that's a whole mess because of Marvel TV and Marvel, Marvel films, the heads were going at it. But besides the point, stuff people don't care about. Do you remember the lovable rogue Turk Barrett? Yes, I do. The guy that always got the shit kicked out of him. (laughs) Yeah, you like popped up in like. Two seasons of Daredevil and like no, Luke Cage and everything. Yeah, <laughs> like three, at least two seasons of Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Defenders. Yeah, at least it? one season of Iron Fist. Like, <laughs> dude was everywhere. Poor and guy, he, and he got the shit kicked out of him constantly. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who made Matt's. Daredevil suit, like the red suit. 
if you look in the background of his workshop, there are arms and legs that are expanding. Really? So, uh, stilt man. You think Turk Barrett's stilt man? Well, in the comics, he fucking steals the original stilt man suit. <laughs> oh, Turk Barrett's like an original comic book character? Yeah. And then he steals the suit and becomes huge and robs banks or something? Yeah. What do you do? Step on the bank? Oh, so the legs are telescopic. So you could shrink down the bank, the, like human size, and then like the kick bank. open the door with your telescope legs. <laughs> and then like just steal everything. And then you grow super tall and walk away. Yeah. Huh. That sounds the fucking possibilities. Rad, right? Yeah. <laughs> I could see I could see it in a movie. Okay. <laughs> On a scale of one to five Kevin Feige's, what do you think this interpretation of Stiltman has the chances of being in the MCU? Keeping in mind they still technically own the Marvel Netflix stuff. It's just very complicated. I'm going to give it a five out of five Kevin Feige's. I'm going to do either a four or a five. I could see it him being the bad guy in the beginning of a movie that a superhero defeats before doing other things. Kind of like, um, what's his name? Crossbones, Skullcrusher. The guy in the beginning of a Civil War. Yeah, um, Crossbones. Yeah, crossbones. Or I could see him being part of a supervillain team up. That'd be kind of cool. I could even see it. Actually, they got, gave the Vulture his own movie. And I don't know if he deserved one. Oh, he does. So he's, like, he's like an iconic Spider-Man villain. Oh, okay. Also, Spider-Man 4 was supposed to have the Vulture as the villain. Oh, was it? Yes. You think he could get his own movie? You think Stiltman could get his own movie? No. <laughs> but here's how I would add Stiltman in. And I realize by me saying this out loud and putting it on the internet, it'll never happen. So, uh, yeah. Uh. Spider-Man is on a date, you know, like he's trying to stay incognito. I don't know when this would happen, but currently in the MCU, everybody knows Spider-Man is Peter Parker. That's awkward. Yeah. But you just see this giant guy with stilt legs like... He's not super tall, but he's tall enough to, like, kick over cars and stuff. And Spider-Man has to stop him. Then you find out that it's Turk, but he stole the technology from a lab. And who runs the lab? Norman Osborn and Dr. Otto Octavius. Oh, yeah, there we go. That's a good way to introduce them. Yeah. Kind of like how they introduced um, the Electroshock guy. As connected to a different villain. You know the guy with like a lightning fist? Do you mean Shocker or Electro? Because they're two uh, separate talk- people. Uh, Shocker. Yeah. I like how Shocker was connected to the Vulture. Yeah. But yeah, that's how I would do it. Because that takes Dude. care of multiple things. I could totally see that. But us putting it online means it'll never happen. So No, quick. Nobody, everybody pretend you didn't hear this, except for Kevin Feige. Or if you know Kevin Feige and could sort of suggest it to him in a way that it seems like it was his idea or your idea and you didn't just steal it from a podcast that we're, we're going to have to we're going to have to incept Kevin Feige. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we could do it. You want to make Doctor Strange 2 a horror movie. Just, oh, just cool. make it just make it a horror movie. Ew. I know Sam Raimi coming back is cool, but please just make it a horror movie. And like integrate that one like Shumagorath or something. Yeah. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. I miss Comic-Con, Jason. I hope Me I hope too. this I hope this helped the Comic-Con blues a little bit. Yeah, I hope everybody got some of their comic book needs. I think it helped me. I feel a bit more comic booky. Hopefully this tides me over until next Comic-Con. Well, which uh, I think is 2024. Fuck. This pandemic keeps up. (laughs) Or at least it'll feel like it since every day feels like a year now. (laughs) Hey, did we use our did we use our political comment yet? I don't know if we did. But do you use yours? I don't I don't think I did. Can I borrow yours? Yeah, I'm going to donate my political comment to Daniel. Thank you. Uh, if you're if you think masks are a political stance and protecting your community is less important to you than you being able to do whatever the fuck you want, like you normally do, uh, <laughs> turn off this podcast and go fuck yourself with a sandpaper <laughs> horse cock dildo. You fuck. Oh, and That's... if I could do okay, now, can I use yours? Yeah, sure. Hi. So it seems to be a thing where this this pandemic is oppressive to conservatives. Uh, I would just really, really like to say, hey, it's possible to have empathy for issues that aren't immediately in front of you. Please, for the love of God, just just have some empathy, please. I know it's a huge fucking ask, <laughs> but yeah, please, because... I would like Halloween to happen next year because this year is completely fucked. Yeah. Anyway, those are my one and other borrowed political comment. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Or do I? I don't know. I already gave away my political comment. (laughs) But yeah, cool. Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, Not really. What about you? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at DHP Gastelum, G-A-S-T-E-L-U-M, as in Mary. Stop by DHPGastelum.com. Mondays, we update with podcasts, Wednesdays and Fridays with comics. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the show, uh, and thank you for all the patrons who help us on Patreon. If you like what we're doing, consider leaving us a review on iTunes. It'll help us get found so much easier. But if you really like what we're doing and you want to help us out, consider becoming a patron. Uh, Any tier will give you access to early pages of my comic, Chaser, a rock and roll car crash, plus early podcasts, discounted merch. We usually have discounted ticket sales for live shows, but we're going to figure something out. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll figure it out. But it'll still be great. Well, I'm going to try and get the Comic-Con experience. You're going to go buy a $40 hot dog? Uh, I'm going to take my life savings. And then I'm going to douse it in gasoline. (laughs) And then I'm going to set it on fire. And then I'm going to get into an argument with a complete stranger about shit no one cares about. 
Sounds good. You know, <laughs> I'm glad you, you're able to you know, the cockroach You know experience. where I can light 78 cents on fire? <laughs> I kind of need the space. <laughs> I, uh, I think you'll find a place. <laughs> Try an ashtray. No. <laughs> <laughs>